First down and 10 at their own 10 yard line, and Tevin Coleman with some running room. Tevin Coleman down the sideline. Coleman, one man to beat. Tevin Coleman's going to go 90 yards, and Indiana takes the lead. Randall L. scrambles, falling off the pitch, keeps it himself down the sidelines. He could go. Antoine Randall L. touchdown. And so that's held in with one hand by McCulley. episode 192 of the Hoosier Happy Hour podcast. That's right. You hear the voice. I'm back. I'm Bragley. You can find me on Twitter at B-R-A-G-G-L-E-Y. I'm here with my co-host, who's always around. That's Brandon. Brandon Dubich. It's at Brandon Dubich on Twitter. Brandon spelled traditionally Dubich, D-U-B-I-C-H. Long time no no physically speak, Brandon. This is my birthday since you and I uh, have spoke. It's been almost a month. Um, I've missed you. I do want to apologize to the listeners. The reason we had to take a break last week was because it took me an hour and a half to get home. And then I got home and my wife uh, had an obligation she had to go do. So I had a kid thrown on my lap after driving for an hour and a half. And the last thing I wanted to do was was talk uh, to anyone. So um, that's on me. Um, I had a down week, but I'm back and uh, going to get an A-plus performance. Speaking of people we don't usually ever want to talk to, uh, our producer Seth is here. He's been a consistent here recently, which has been nice as well. We appreciate it. Somebody just to hang out with one of us too uh, every now and then usually makes it a little bit better. Welcome, Seth, to the show. Block him on Twitter if you haven't already. S-E-A. What is it? S-E-T-A-H-5. Oh, we all want to see him this time of the year. This is the time no, of the we year don't. that we, no. we, we want to. Oh, we no. know what's coming. We don't, we're not going to say it, but we know what's coming. We do know what's coming. You know what's funny is my, before Seth talks, the president of, of, of my company, he's just a year older than me. He um, is a Purdue grad, and we were chatting before a meeting uh, the other day, and uh, he was like, pull up bracketology, see, see who's going to beat us and maybe in the Sweet 16. I'm calling a 14 seed. And so we did a deep dive into UN, UNC Williamson. And now we have pictures of UNC Williamson players posted throughout the office just as a reminder of who's going to beat Purdue at some point during the tournament. Man, I think they're too awesome. good for that this year, but Auburn, Auburn, Auburn's guard is going to run Purdue out of the building. Out of the building. Auburn. I I would be incredibly scared, even if I were a Purdue fan, thinking maybe they get to the Final Four, maybe they get to the Elite Eight. Three sixteen Elite Eight is where. What if they run in? If they run into either one of the two teams that were playing last night, they're also effed. If they run into Iowa State or Houston, oh my goodness, those two. LJ Cryer. They don't. Purdue has no shot against them. LJ Cryer and Jamal Shad are the best backcourt in the entire country. Then Um, they you can't breathe. You can't am I allowed to talk? Am I going to get to toast? toast? Yeah, 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 yeah. What's up, Seth? How long am I going to let this go? Um, yeah, no, there are a bunch of matchups against overpowering guards that terrify me, but I want UConn versus Purdue in the national championship, and we're going to lose by like twenty-five, and that's fine. No, no, but... Purdue beats UConn. Oh my goodness! Really? Know, they got so, a big we, guy. We don't play they? so much better against Identi- better teams. It's identical it's teams. A... They're, they're Purdue. Purdue is a better version of UConn. 
They keep telling me Herbie, the game against Herbie's Ohio the best State? coach ever. That's what they keep telling me. If you Who? listen to enough of, I don't know, enough he, of the sports announcers, oh. they're all on Hurley right now. Oh. Hurley's Whatever. a psychopath. Well, that may be true, too. All right, let's get into this. We got a ton of stuff yeah, to get on to. We do. Well, not really. Uh, <laughs> we're not even going to bore you guys with the merch stuff anymore. It's there. Buy it. We have very limited qualities left. Or qualities. Qualities. Quantities. <laughs> quantities. We have tons of quality. Um, it, they really are nice shirts. Like we're not bullshitting you guys. Like they're good stuff. They're ten bucks. I mean, you can't find a shirt anywhere anymore for ten bucks. Uh, great shirts. Go out and buy them. You get a free sticker with every T-shirt you buy. Um, Twitter and Instagram handles. If you guys haven't noticed already, it's at Hoosier Happy Hour, or it's at Happy Hour IUFB. Man, it's been a long time since I've done this. Uh, you can check the link in our bio on Twitter or on Instagram for more details. Or I'll put a link, of course. Um on the twitter post whenever we do it we also have patreon and we've got a lot of cool stuff coming up um the more i see this particular pod post things on instagram the more i don't want to talk to coaches on the football program um so we're going to do some some other more fun stuff maybe like players and things like that along the way but that's going to be stuff that you're only going to find on patreon we're also now in phase two of the testing process of the new platform where uh, probably in the next week or two, you're going to see all of our beautiful faces all over social media and different clips um, and all of that other stuff. All of these things that will be exclusive to Patreon at some point. So go get it. It's three bucks a month. Like I, I can't even imagine the dumb stuff I spend $3 on. So yeah, time to catch up. We've missed uh, about two weeks worth of content. A lot of stuff happened. Not really. Um, Cam Jones won a Super Bowl on the practice squad, so it still counts. So congratulations, Cam Jones and the Kansas City Chiefs. As much as that hurts to say, at least something positive for me came out of that Super Bowl. Um, let me see. How good, was that, Julian how, Lewis. How, good was, how good was that donut or Dunkin' Donuts commercial, though? Oh, that was oh, great. Yeah. Donuts One commercial. of the best commercials of all time. I mean, just just the, the worst type kid. of people. Yeah, the, like the worst type of people. But great, great commercial. Um, let's talk Julian Lewis. Have have we overdone this? Have you guys talked about this yet? Okay, so Julian Lewis, the the pot is called Good Juju. I mean, it might change between now and then, but um, Julian Lewis, five star, uh, moved up from the twenty twenty six class to the twenty twenty five class. Depending on where you look, because believe me, Purdue people have already sourced it because they're like, he's not the number one quarterback in the country. He's number two, according to this. Or number three, according to whatever hand-picked uh, recruiting database you want to look him up at. But he's he's um, composite number one and a half, basically, um, in the 2025 class. He has gone and done an official visit. Is it an official visit, Brandon? Yep. yep. To IU uh, over the last couple of weeks. You want to talk a little bit about what he means, what the chances of IU getting him are, and what that would mean for the program if they do get it. So yeah, so he's so he's six one, um, but I mean the the profile on him is he's got laser rocket arm. So while he doesn't have you know that prototypical size you want, he can do everything. Um, I'm not saying he's Caleb Williams, but he had he can scramble, he can sit in the pocket, uh, he can do everything you want a quarterback to do. Um, he's he's incredible. Um, now Newman and I talked about this a few pods ago before he visited 
And what before I got news, I think either you sent it or Seth said it about a certain 247 analyst. What I thought this meant was that getting second or third place in nowadays recruiting is great. Second or third place for transfer portal was terrible, right? To get that close and not get a recruit. But now with the transfer portal, you know, and how quick things move in the transfer portal, if he takes an official visit to you, you're setting yourself really well if that opportunity presents. So um, if you want to hear Newman and I break more of what second and third place mean in a portal land, um, that's kind of all I thought this was until National Signing Day. Um, Brad, you want to go ahead and uh, do you remember that? If not, I can go ahead and speak to it. Speak to it. Seth, do you remember? I don't want to completely bogart this. So I forget the 247 analyst name, but it was on their 247 signing day show. He does not believe Julian Lewis winds up on USC's campus. Didn't say why. He didn't say if he'd get recruited over or if he just generally wasn't was a soft commit. But he said he believed Julian Lewis will open this up. And when he opens this up, he believes IU will offer him day one starter and enough NIL money. That was the biggest thing because this guy's going to command half a mil, three quarters of a mil, mil. I, I don't know what to believe anymore in, in, in NIL, especially for freshmen um, that has, have never played a second on the field. But he believes he will not – again, I wish I could remember it. I, I'd have to scroll so far back in our group chat. But he said he doesn't believe he winds up at USC and believes he winds up at one of Auburn, Georgia, or IU. And he, he said – oh, sorry. Go ahead. Maybe you were going to say it. And he believes ultimately the relationship with Tino Sinceri, he will trust Tino's word over all the other coaches. Yeah. He said – some, sorry, Brandon, to cut you off again. He said something along the lines of IU has a legit shot. Like, they're not just there hanging out like, Correct. oh, hey, look at us. We're IU back here. This is funny that we're here. No, there's a legit chance of this happening. So what what does that mean for the for the program? Seth, do you want to have do you have any thoughts on that? Does it I mean, you're anything? The weird thing here is you seem to be fairly well set at the quarterback position right now, short and long term. So with him reclassifying to the 2025 season, it almost puts a little bit of a log jam in there. And so if you are putting him in their day one starter and superseding the two remaining guys who are still on the roster, um, Taven and Tyler, right, right? You'd assume that they'd ultimately be looking elsewhere as well. But I mean, it's a great problem to have. It's absolutely a phenomenal problem to have. And with USC being the incumbent, I mean, that, that, that's a, that's a tough thing to pry away from, but yeah. And, but Brandon touched on it with the, with the transfer portal. I mean, as much as we hate to see people go, I mean, that opportunity for those kids to, to go somewhere else. I, I can't imagine that they could blame IU for being like, Oh, well you have, me tyler cherry sitting right here why would you go get the number one quarterback in the country like that's a hard thing to do right um or or brock lowry who's who's to say he's not going to be any good right we forgot his name as well as uh uh the all, other all, the other guy we got out of 
Miami this year. So I feel like this is the quote straight out of Step Brothers. With all due respect, yeah, Curtis, the Curtis Rourke, Taven Jackson, Brock Lowry, well, Tyler Cherry, yeah, Juju Lewis is will will day one be the most talented. Now, does that mean he'll learn the playbook? Does that mean he'll have the chemistry with the wide receivers? All that you don't know. All of that will have to be camp stuff. But on pure talent, Juju Lewis will be yeah, Anthony Mendoza also will be a scholarship quarterback. Um, Juju Lewis will be the most talented quarterback in that room. Um, so definitely. All right. Well, let's move on from Juju. Unless Seth has anything else he wants to add to it. No. Uh, I mean, there, there's funny stuff that people at IU football Twitter is is picking up on, uh, like things like he was out practicing shortly after our, the official visit, and he's got a towel, and his towel that he has on is an IU towel, like while practicing, not at the official visit, but back at his at his school or wherever he was doing his practice drills. Um, we'll talk a little bit more about some I, other people. I, I think I think bigger. And again, this is just Twitter fodder. This is not official. Um, there's a camp down in Alabama in either May or June. And guess who's going to accompany him to that camp? Who's Mr. Tino? Mr. Tino Sincere. There you go. And the, and the people that haven't been paying attention or whatever, he's a family friend of the Sinceres, uh since he was eight or ten years old. So, I mean, he's been around the family for a long time and, and is very familiar with Tino and his family as well. So, uh, it, it always works, man. Those kind of ties are, are what you need to have in a program that can that can make some big time changes. So, uh, Seth, no, okay. Um, some other people in the 2025 class that have committed, uh, big big coach Bob getting it started a little bit early, picking up a couple interior offensive linemen real early on. Uh, Matt Mark, is that his name? Was I not kidding when I wrote that down? That's Merrick, sweet. Merrick, Merrick. Merrick. Okay, so I knew I forgot a letter or two. Uh, 6'4", 285, out of Orland Park, Illinois, much closer to Chicago than where Seth actually grew up. Uh, Three-star out of there. Big kid going into senior year of high school. 6'4", 285, monster. I'm sure you can add to the frame in college. Um, another guy on the similar lines, and I don't know anything about Orland Park High School or, or the school that uh, Merrick went to. I think he went there. Who's that? I think Dan Feeney went there. Sounds right. Um, or Jason Spriggs. It was one of them. Could have been one of the two there, yeah. The other guy that we've brought Producer, on. look it up. Yeah, look he's it up. doing it right now. Interior offensive lineman. Evan Parker, 6'4", 295 out of Carmel. Uh, three-star interior offensive lineman as well. Seth? Is it Carl Sandberg High School? It is. Is that the one? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm at least on the right path. There you go. I mean, you could have just looked up Dan Feeney or Jason Spriggs first and then kind of figured it out from there. But yeah, so uh, so, then, so Merrick, Merrick definitely um, projects as a little bit more uh, of a pulling guard. Um, and then Evan um, is basically a project. Um, he plays in the interior now. I, I, I think Seth had a pretty good write-up from, I want to call a source, a friend, somebody who knows Carmel football. But, you know, he he's going as an interior offensive line, but I think he can potentially play all five positions. Evan Parker is, like I said, just a complete raw prospect. Um, but Matt Matt Merrick is, is going to be kind of a road grading guard. 
Yeah. And, but Evan Parker, I mean, is coming from a, a monster program in Carmel. So, I mean, yep. it, anytime you can get any sort of talent that's D1 talent, power five, group of five talent from Carmel is, is a good is a good start. So, Create uh, another Indiana, guy, Indianapolis pipelines. Yes, I mean, we, yes. we, we all love Florida, Georgia, Southern talent, right? But, like, mm-hmm. how many times has Ohio State or Michigan or Michigan State even – damn iowa you know snuck one right under our nose um that's annoying so yeah good good early win uh next guy is interesting um another lower level i guess you would say uh three-star cornerback defensive back out of lagrange park illinois also much closer to chicago than what seth actually grew up at um garrett reese six foot two 170 as a defensive back, I haven't read too much into him on where they're trying to put where they think they'll put him. I think size leans more towards safety, or are they looking at a at, at a big corner? Two fifty two fifty seven two forty seven has him as a safety. There you go. Um, so yeah, just I mean, kind of the typical run of the mill, get your class started kind of guys. I think as far as rankings go. Um, so not anything that's going to jump off the page, but that doesn't mean that development doesn't turn them into some absolute studs. So well, interior offensive with... linemen are never rated high. Oh yeah, like, yeah, yeah. like never. So like yeah. they're actually, I actually think the two linemen are pretty good. Um, it's huge. I mean, there's six four, two eighty five, and two ninety five juniors in high school. Yeah, monsters. So. Yeah, that's good to have. All right, let's move on real quick. A couple other pieces of news. Elijah Serrett uh, named PFF top wide receiver transfer. Um, I think his grade was significantly higher than second place. Uh, I can't remember who it was, but ended up going to LSU. Uh, so, I, you know, another win, I guess you would say. And then a couple other quick wins that have kind of flown underneath the radar. Camp getting a little bit of a facelift, um, an interior facelift, I guess you would say. Uh, some new turf is on the menu. So I don't think, and Brandon, you could maybe correct me here. A lot of people want a new practice facility, but I'm not sure that they're ever going to do a new one. I think that they'll just revamp what's there. Um, there's not a whole lot of room right there to put a new one unless you go way off site from the football field, which you wouldn't do that, correct? No, no, I don't think so. Um, can I just go, can we back up a little bit? Cause I, I wanted to look this up beforehand. I didn't Elijah Serrett, not on draft boards for next year, even though he is draft eligible is on draft mm-hmm. boards um, as a day three guy on, on in 2026. I'd yeah, love so we'll to get, get two, two years, years out of him. him. Yeah. We'll get love two to get two years out of him. We will as stacked as our wide receiver room is. I don't think he walks in and immediately makes this like, Look at me! I'm this. I'm the greatest player to walk onto this field, right? I mean, McCulley's still going to be wide receiver good. one. Right? Oh yeah, McCulley's yeah, yeah. still wide receiver one. Well, I think it's one and one a, one a, one b. I mean, I think that they're both just absolute studs. And don't forget, we still have EJ Williams is still hanging around. I mean, he's still there too. Um, I mean, the the and Omar Cooper again, who made a huge impact at the end of the season. Uh, there's a lot of talent in the wide receiver room. So I do think, I think we get a good two years out of him. I think he, does he not have three years total eligibility? No, he's only got two. I forgot we're done with the COVID stuff. So, um, okay. Mellencamp getting the stuff. The other important thing, very important. 
is there's no more of the uh, Indiana Hoosiers faded kind of lettering that went around the east side of the stadium. Something that I had kind of made a point of like pointing out for years at this point. Um, those have been taken down. Here's my inside source um, within the sign company that prints and does all the signage for the for the university is that the all of the new signage is on hold right now due to uh, Coach Sig making a ton of changes. So I think that you're going to see a big revamp around the stadium, in the stadium, in facilities, everything else here coming up soon. But everything that they were going to start has been put on hold here for the unforeseeable future. So, um, and I and think this next point is, you're going to make is what's that? the most important. Yeah. The other thing is IU made a ton of money. They made $145 million at, at the end of the year. Now, side note, Tom Allen's buyout, I don't think, hits until next year. But, again, it doesn't matter. But what also he, hits next year? What also hits next year? Mike Woodson's Did, buyout. <laughs> Save that clip. Um, no, okay. I'm just kidding. Um, no, uh, what, what I wanted to say was the new revenue from new – Big Ten teams. Oh, there you go. There will be no shortage of cash, and I'm excited. Like, Coach Sig isn't going to be here long. He knows that. We know that. I think he puts his stamp on a facility uh, and and that. So um, he's a legacy guy. He says that a lot, right? He said almost all the talk. He, he, wants, to, he wants to leave an imprint. Um, I'm super excited for, for what he can do with money. He's never had money in any program he's went to. Yeah. Yeah. It'll be interesting to let him know or if they'll give him the pin number or not, but um, we'll see if he's allowed Dolson, to get out of the way. Him. Yeah. Dolson, remove yourself. <laughs> hey, you know what? Here's an interesting thing. We talked about this in our, uh, in a separate group text uh, full of rabid Purdue fans that had to make some sort of I don't know uh, opinion do. on this. What, when you step back, Step back. How long has Dolson been in, been in charge? What has it been? Three, four years now? 18, 19. Has it been that long? Really? So, but either way, take a step back and look. Do you think he's done an awful job? Yes. Did you? Oh, here's my here's my thing. I don't love it, what he's done. Do I see improvements in what I wouldn't have seen maybe in Fred Glass? Do I think Fred Glass fires Tom Allen last year? No. I don't. I don't think he fires him. I also think that he doesn't uh, deal with what's going on with the basketball program either. So take it whatever way you want to. Um, I don't think Dolson right, does anything, on. but that's well, for another pod. That is for a different pod. Um, he does take pictures, a lot of pictures. Um, okay. Moving I'm on. pumped for this segment. Pumped. Are you? Yes. This was Seth's idea, and I hated it at first, and now I think it's okay. Um, so I'm going to do what Seth considered to be interesting over-unders in February in the Big Ten. And these are per fan duel. They were the biggest one I could find that actually had over-unders done already. They actually have the line out already for Ohio State Michigan. You guys want to take a shot at that one? I remember 17 and a half. That's a little high. Uh, Ohio State, I think they're on the road at Michigan. 
minus ten and a half. Oh, you said you said Ohio State. Yes. Gotcha. I thought you said Ohio Indiana. State minus dude. They love Ohio State, and we'll tell you why here in just a minute. Okay, let's start with why we're here. They've got IU at an interesting number. I thought that they'd be lower, honestly. Um, Indiana five and a half. Your over is plus money. Your under is minus one twenty-eight. Interesting side note here, and then we'll pick. Action Network, which I saw randomly just scrolling through Twitter, I think, one day, has already put out their bowl projections. IU playing in the Quick Lane Bowl against Central Michigan, and they have a line out of IU minus 10.5. Minus, so hammer it. Hammer it. That place, Ford Field will be packed full of Hoosier fans in early December. (laughs) <laughs> or mid-December, whenever they play up there uh, at the Quick Lane Bowl. Um, honestly, at this point, I will take it. So um, I'm going to hammer that over. Over plus 104, Brandon. You throw a hundo on there. That's a good return. That, that I mean, this it's it's gambling. This is my favorite. Well, March Madness is my favorite. We're getting into my uh, most favorite gambling season. I can't tell you how well this IU schedule stacks up. Mm-hmm. Um. Now, now the bad part is, you know, if it goes the other way, man, it's a little bit difficult to dig yourself out of a hole. Um. But it was wasn't it three and a half last year, Seth? Mm-hmm. Was it three and, and a half w- or four and a half? Yeah, it was three and, and a half. So I mean, already Sig has an effect, right? And the and the the, uh, the three was the favor, right? Like that it was the over was 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 so. Last year, Vegas thought we'd win three games. They already think we're a two-win better team, and no one's played a game. You gotta love that. You gotta love that, and, and I, I agree with the over. I mean, just because, um, I think you're gifted three wins, so then you somehow just have to go three and six. Yeah, and with the schedule, there's a lot of people talking. What eight and zero start. I mean, it, it's insane. It's insane. Insane. So, but just, I mean, all you got to do is get the six. I, I take, you got to hammer the over, hammer the over. Uh, so I, what, I was four or five beers in the other day when we did this and I talked myself into six and a half wins. So I what I remember, this is so, so, so too early. What I think is going to be hilarious is I also think we start five and oh. And then and then we potentially end up five and six going into the Purdue game. <laughs> God, I don't think that wouldn't that just next... be the most IU? Now it I'm hoping be, Coach I, Sig I think it's a will totally break different... that. Yeah, yeah, I think that he'll break it. The yeah, first totally five. Different. I mean, the hardest team you're playing is UCLA. Is UCLA Maryland? It, oh, we're going to talk about. It. It's going to be hot garbage trash without Paul. Yeah, and it's amazing what we're about ready to talk about. <laughs> Yeah, let's get into it. Seven and a half. Yes. Yeah, and it's plus money for the over, so they think they're going to go seven wins. Uh, Under, and under hard. You've lost all of your talent. What have they replaced it with? Right? Wait, I guess Tua's brother hasn't technically transferred or committed to the NFL, right? So until he does that. I mean, his eligibility is up. No, he's he technically can register no, no. for one more year no no they, they already denied it did they deny him then he's done yeah. then they have no talent there's none left he was the only thing holding any of it together 
The running backs are done. Every year, though. No, the running backs are done. The wide receivers are okay. But what are they going to do? Put the number nine, the running quarterback in? What's he going to do? He's just going to (laughs) run. So let's, let's look at their schedule just briefly. Okay. Right? It is really easy. Okay. They probably they play do Virginia. Not, they do not play Ohio State. They do of not course. play Michigan. Okay. They play USC at home, which I think we've seen. USC, when they're on the road, not very good. They do play Oregon on the road. They'll get killed. Their out-of-conference is UConn, Villanova, and VMI. Oh, they've got uh, – and, and Virginia. They've got Virginia oh, on my sorry. schedule. I mean, Virginia's equally oh. terrible. So so here's my thoughts on Virginia. I think Virginia got better as the year ended, and that quarterback, I loved him. I cannot remember his name. Crazy quarterback. Yeah, that guy. I think at Virginia, that's a tough spot. UConn's a win. Michigan State's a probably a win or a toss-up. Virginia, I don't know. Villanova's a win. I think I, I use a tough game. How's Northwestern going to be? Do we know? We'll talk. I, I didn't add them, but I think I think FanDuel had them at plus five and a half, too. I believe or so. At five and a half over under. Sorry. Vir- I'll, I think I'll USC take Braun over Loxley. All day. Yeah, I think I think USC's a loss. Minnesota's a win. Oregon's a, a loss. Rutgers. Rutgers is a very high over under, too. I did not put them in here, but I think they've got them at six and a half. Uh, Iowa, you never know what they're going to be like, and Penn State should be very good. So I don't know, man. I I don't. I never believe in Maryland, so I'm hammering the under. Yep. Here's another interesting one, and this is why Seth named it what he named it. I guess I don't get this one either, boys. Michigan, the national champion, again with no talent left, right? At least no proven talent. Sorry, Seth. No legitimate proven talent. It's all gone to the NFL. No head coach. Nine and a half wins. Plus 100 for the over, minus 122 under. Again, maybe a cake schedule, but I I don't see it, man. I don't see it. Ten wins. You tell me how they get to ten. So for me, it's... it's all about who they line up at quarterback. Jack Tuttle did get his seventh season. So could we see a Jack Tuttle led Michigan? Um, they do have a absolute stud freshman coming in. Now what they did with JJ McCarthy was gave um, the incumbent about half a season before they gave the reins to JJ McCarthy. They could do that again, give Tuttle the first six games and then give this stud freshman what about orgy? Wasn't is orgy? Does he still have eligibility left? He was their like running spot quarterback last oh, year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he's there, but he's not a full time quarterback. Okay. He's still there. He, he'll he'll be a junior. I don't care who's there. Their non conference is not what it was last year. Their non conference is, and Purdue knows this team very well. Fresno State at home, Texas. And then they got Arkansas State, right? But then they've got here are their losable games. They've got Texas at home, who Texas is going to be very good next year. Oh, Texas. USC at home. 
They've got, and then they've got some easy, easier ones. They've got Minnesota, Washington, Illinois, Michigan State. But then they've got Oregon at home. And then they've got Ohio State away to finish. So they've got four very losable games. The good thing, I guess, for their schedule is, as I said, you've got Oregon at home, USC at home, Texas at home. So three of the four toughest games that they play are at I think home. I'll take the under in a bridge year. Mm-hmm. Me too. Me too. Ohio State plus 10 and a half. Over. Or over, over. under 10 and a half. Why do you keep saying plus? Over under 10 and a half. They will not lose a game next year. Yep. Over. You don't think so? Over. Let me check their schedule. You don't think Oregon gets them? Do they play Oregon? Oregon loves to beat Ohio State. No, I think they're Man, clean. their non-conference is softer than our non-conference, I think. Akron, Western Michigan, Marshall. They play Oregon in Eugene. That's going to be appointment television. Yeah, that's the, whole, that's the whole season. Mm-hmm. Even if they do that, it's 11 wins. Mm-hmm. Even if they don't, even if they do that, though, again, a team that we probably rode a little bit to too hard to last State. year. They got to go to Penn State. That was what mm-hmm. I was going to say. And then you've got, I mean, Purdue plays them at, at Ohio State, so they're not going to win that one. We've got them at Ohio State. We're not going to win that one. Yeah, I mean, they've got a, a very, outside of two games, they've got a very easy schedule. Um, I still don't think they lose a game. I mean. Man, I, I don't think that they go to Eugene and win. I don't. Let me see what their history. Yeah, they're two and one against. Although they're, they're two and one against Oregon. Yeah, I thought With they played Dylan last Gabriel. Year. Last year. No, what was that? Two years ago. Two years ago, and they lost at home. So they're two and one, and they're two and zero oh in Austin. So, you know, what are you gonna do? Uh, Purdue. <laughs> Four and a half. We've been saying it just schedule. because we hate them. They got a, they got a tough, tough schedule. schedule. Well, I mean, they have to play at Ohio State. We already saw that one. What's Notre the Dame? Con? Notre Dame's loaded. Notre Dame's good. Indiana no State. Do Corvallis? You absolutely no one wins in Corvallis. Nope. Like no one. Nope. No one wins in Corvallis. No, that's a that's a that's a bad. It's a bad year for Oregon State. They're totally rebuilding. No, they're going to be angry. It's Are not going to be good. Angry Beavers. <laughs> and then you got nebraska they'll bring their nebraska who knows i mean West again Lafayette. they've they've brought they've gotten so much talent i'd probably lean because i just don't think their coach is any good um but that's that's 50 50 winning at king randall knows that that stadium is going to be that stadium is going to be so red pulling nebraska fans it's crazy they've got oregon at home Oregon at, at Wisconsin, home. Oregon will beat them at home. Probably beat well, Northwestern. Losing to Ohio State. Losing to Penn State. I hate that they have Michigan State on the road. Michigan State on the road always pulls them a conference upset. How many yeah. times have we went to uh, uh, yeah. Michigan State and we should have won? So that just feels like that's a frustrating loss. Yeah, um, and then at IU to finish the year. Yeah, it's, so, a lot it's, of an, it's an under. It, it's a rough, yeah. it's a rough, it's rough a year. We might, be a, I mean, we might be a better winnable? team than we were. Let's go through and that look who's matter. winnable. Is Northwestern winnable at home? Yeah. Yes, yes. Illinois only... on the road? Yeah. No. Yes. I don't think uh, Indiana State's winnable. There's yes. two. Illinois, three. That's really it that I'm going to give you as winnable games. Nebraska will probably Michigan be. Michigan State. Nebraska would probably have a 40% chance of winning. I think they gave Nebraska. You guys ready for this one? Buckle up for this guy. 
seven and a half. Again, I'd have to look at it because like Purdue's got a gauntlet, but there's some Big Ten teams with a cakewalk. We might yeah. have a better team, but a worse record next year. And it's going to so be so. Here's a team, the last team we're going to do, and then we'll get into randos and everything else. That was had a shocking over under to me. USC seven and a half. Now let me let me go through their schedule because this is why. This is how they start, boys. LSU in Las Vegas, lost Utah State at Michigan, Wisconsin. At Minnesota, Penn State, at Maryland, Rutgers, at Washington, Nebraska, at UCLA, and then they finish against Notre Dame. Dude, what are you talking about? It's a hard schedule. Yeah, dude, the beginning of that schedule is tough. You've got LSU, and then you've got to go to Michigan, and then you've got what should be a decent Wisconsin team. I think they had them at six and a half. So then there's that, and then you've got Penn State. You've got to fly all the way across the country and go play in Maryland. And then you've got UCLA. I have him at, no I have him at eight and four. I have him at mm-hmm. eight and four. Yeah. I'm right. I guess seven, seven and five because they're co- like Riley might just not be very good. So, yeah. like, maybe they'll drop a game that they shouldn't. It's actually a really good line. I think it's a really it's good line. It's a great line. line but that's what I'm saying. I just can't imagine you, you, USC being like, yeah, seven and a half's right for USC. Because the, the losses so. that I see are LSU, um, Notre Dame, and Penn State, and then are they we, probably drop one of those coin flip games, right? Like totally a Michigan, just, a Wisconsin, a, a UCLA rivalry yeah. game. Are we totally just flushing Washington season? Are they done? Yeah, I think so. Okay, I think so. Just a, a flash in the pan, maybe. Yep. Um, TCU. Right, I mean TCU came back and they they went what seven and five, eight and four. I think that's what you're going to see from from Washington. Maybe a little worse than that, but yeah, I mean I think I think. But TCU Washington didn't was coach, right? And their quarterback and their wide receivers and running backs, and running backs and defensive players. They're in a tough spot. They got. I do think you can rated. Well, this was a fun segment. You can throw all this away. Yeah, it doesn't matter. You can, it's February. You can. But it was it's fun. It's February. Fun yeah, exactly. to, it's, it, it's especially in IU. Vegas already thinks IU is a two-win better team. That's the story mm-hmm. out of this entire segment. Is that the Signetti effect? Is that um is that an easier? I don't think it's that much of an easier schedule. I do um, think it's a much easier schedule. We didn't go through IU schedule. Well, we have plenty have of time to. to do that. We don't need yeah, to do that. Yeah. But, but yeah, I mean, I love that Vegas is giving a slight edge to going five and seven. I love that. Um, one thing we haven't talked about on this podcast, and I want to get your thoughts on it. It seems to hit pretty well, I think, based on what I saw on Twitter when they announced it three weeks ago, maybe a month ago at this point. We didn't talk about the date and time of the spring game. A Thursday night, the weekend of uh, Little Five, right? Um, Thursday Friday night spring the girls game. Right. Yeah, it's after the yeah. girls. What do we? What do you think about that? I mean, you're not a big spring game guy. I think I'll make it work. The problem is, uh, 
that's a uh, school night for my children, and it's an 8 p.m. start. Uh, but they really enjoyed going to the spring game last year and getting on the field and meet the players. Any thoughts on that? Does it matter? I don't think it matters. I love that there's a spring game. I love that it's during Little Five weekend. Um, I think it's just great planning. Um, because I don't think anyone travels for the spring game. But a lot of people go, and I'm not talking about just like kids going to party for Little Five, but like there's a lot of alumni and, and fraternities and a lot of a lot of families go down. Like I think planning it during a time when people are already there you're going to get some natural traffic to it, which will create a little bit more buzz. I don't know this to be true, but like, I think Tom was a little scared of having a spring game because nobody would show. Right. I think with the buzz of coach Sig, I think with planning it when it is, I think it's smart to bring it back. I think it's smart when to have it. There's a 0% chance I will be there, but I, I, I do love all the aspects to it. Yeah, they. Uh, I'm just not. I'm just people, not doing a three-hour round trip for us. No, I I hear you. I hear you. I may try to stay down there. Um, a lot of the people that have noticed it, or at least that are are participating in Little Five and have noticed it, have reached out to Coach Sig to tell him, "Hey, thank you for doing this on not a race day or or during the weekend or any of this stuff." Um, and in, actually invited him to go out, and he's committed to go out to to watch some of the races and be part of the festivities and everything else, which is, is cool. Is it Thursday so. or Friday night? Uh, little five. Yeah, no, no. The, the game, I thought it was Friday. The game's Thursday, Thursday night. night. Game's Thursday night. Thursday night. Okay. Yeah. 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 The Thursday night. So yeah. Uh, we're going to run through the rest of this. And speaking of running, uh, Monon track club, Indiana's running brand built on a deep, deep love for the sport in the Hoosier state. They craft products, tell stories, create experiences that aim to celebrate support and add to Indiana's running culture. Check out the link in the show notes for more details on their club runs and shop sick gear from shirts to hoodies to koozies. As a thank you to our listeners, we're going to offer you a 10% off discount. Use triple H one ten at checkout. That's H H H one zero at checkout. And now back to the show. Brando's Randos. Brando, what is up my brother? Yeah. So I got a, Almost no sports. There are no IU sports in any of these at all. Um, but we named our podcast Hoosier Happy Hour. Mm-hmm. I don't think we ever went over what our drink of choice is. What's our favorite type of oh, alcohol? What, what's our go-to drink? Um, what drink don't we like? I just thought we, you know, if we're naming our podcast, which we did this, I feel like we should share with people what we drink. Okay, I will start. I've got, I'm going to go two categories. I'm going to go a hard alcohol and then I'm going to go with a, you know, it's a, it's a Tuesday and I want maybe just grab one or two out of the, out of the fridge, right? Tuesday, grab one or two out of the fridge. I'm going long drink. If you don't know what long drink is, go to your local liquor store, go to Meyer, go to wherever you want. It's in a blue box. Don't get the black. Don't start with the black box. The black box is 8%. Don't do that one unless you're really trying to have a good time, but go to the blue box. You're going to see Jen on there. Don't be scared about it. It's a very good drink. That's a very good one. Um, my drink of choice, I'd say now, right now, and Brandon knows this very well because of his birthday. If I'm going out and going to a bar, I'm going to have a, a tequila and soda with uh, a couple limes or at least a splash of lime juice in there. That's my drink of choice. All right. I am not much of a drinker. I will split it into my hard alcohol and my what do you beers. Do instead? 
have a good time. Okay. Um, <laughs> I like to party. Um, uh, I love a good uh, draft beer. I'm a good like a light beer. Love me something nice and not filling. Um, the Sun King Cream Ale, good one. Um, I love the Wisconsin beers. What are they? The New Glarus. Uh, was it Moon Dog and what's the other one I drink all the time? I can't remember. But those um, Spotted Cow. Spotted. Thank you. That was blanking on me. Um, and then I do not drink hard alcohol hardly at all. But I am all for a novelty fireball shot. Um, to the point where some of you don't even let me use those anymore. But um, fireball and Oreos, baby. <laughs> so funny. Oreos. My next question. <laughs> I'll just go quickly to answer it. Uh, for me. Um, I am a hard alcohol guy. Um, I'm a bourbon guy. Um, I always start with bourbon with a little bit of ginger ale, but then I just want to get rid of the ginger ale. Um, oh, and I have, I have, I have bourbon on uh, bourbon on the rocks, unless it's a really, really good one. Then I will go. Um, then I will just go regular uh, neat. Um, but, uh, and, and also like I can do IPAs. I can do light beer. Um, it's kind of all the same to me. Whatever people have, I'm, I'm going to drink it. Uh, but I'm, I'm much more of a bourbon guy, occasional vodka guy, but mostly bourbon guy. Um, so my next question is, are you guys shot guys? Sounds like Seth. Yes, you are a shot guy. I am the peer pressure recipient. I tend to be the one that everyone likes to watch take shots because he doesn't take them. So. I always, it seems like I'm a peer pressure novel, uh, peer pressure novelty act. Easy target, easy yeah. target. Yeah, exactly. I might just post the video of you taking a shot. I might do. All right. I do I have care. your permit? Okay, cool. Um, you might want to edit it down. Shot. The, my reaction's a little, a little long. It's a little dramatic. Uh, to answer your question, I like shots, Brandon, but I think as you saw at your at your birthday. I'm not one to go out of my way to order a shot. Correct. Um, I will take it if somebody gives it to me. It's not a, like a cheap thing. I don't have a problem no, buying no. shots. I just don't ever think about it because here's what happens to me is that I have a shot and then I forget that I had a shot at some point and then I continue to drink as if I did not have a shot at some point of a different type of liquor like said bourbon that you guys were passing out like it was candy and then I wake up the next morning and I don't feel good. Yes. So, so yeah, I mean, so my birthday night was the first time I've seen you like party drink shots. Like normally we take like a celebratory shot, you know, before we walk into the game or, you know, we'll take a halftime shot at your house. Like it's very, for you, it's intentional. It isn't just like, Oh, I'm sitting here and bored. Let's rip shots. That's not how I've seen you consume shots. That's how I consume shots. But, um, it's also also like my wife almost doesn't drink anything but shots um sasha is the shot the 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 shot queen so um two more things i'm going to columbus ohio this weekend for a guy's trip first question is thoughts on columbus ohio take a shower immediately upon returning (laughs) now i'm going because uh i love hockey i know brag you've turned into a hockey fan regionally if you want to go to a a Blackhawks game or a Red Wings game or a uh, National Predators game, you're paying half a mortgage payment, right? Columbus Blue Jacket tickets are Very like cheap. Pittsburgh Pirate tickets. 21 they bucks, are, top, top, top sections or whatever. We, we, 
Now we paid up. We are on the glass for 120 bucks a ticket. Yep. On the glass for yep. 120 bucks a ticket. Um, I've never sat at the glass. I've been at plenty, but these are by far the best hockey seats. So that was kind of the reason why we decided to go. Um, but then I'm also going to my first ever MLS game. Have you guys been to an MLS game? No. And I love soccer. You know me, but I hate the MLS. Oh, it's hard to watch. So the one of the guys, I'm like the two of the guys, big hockey fans. Other guy, not a hockey fan, barely a sports fan, to be honest. But he's a huge soccer guy. And he, he runs one of the biggest clubs here in Indianapolis. He has 12 fields up in McCordsville. I won't say his name because I don't think he would want me to share that. But we're sitting in a suite. Like we're literally in a suite for our Columbus you game. Anytime you can yeah. go to a suite, that's a good time. Yeah, right? dude. Yeah. Right. So, so that's that. There that's you go. Um, cool. Seth, what's in your sack? All right. As always, I'm turning this back to video games. NCA 25. It's going to happen in July. Oh, we need to I've do a seen... whole section on this. Are we just doing a question or what do we do? We're, I got that. Hold on. This Let me teaser. get my little right. tease, buddy. God, okay. Building right. it up. <sighs> People are squirting off all over the place now because of you ruined the tease. All right, here we go. Anyways, it's coming out. Everyone's excited. I've watched all the promo videos, the hype videos. Everyone's buying in. This chant, that chant, this mascot's in. We're all in. Everyone's going to buy it. Um, But what's really fun is we don't have to deal with some jackass Minnesota Vikings fan pretending they know who the roster values are. Thank you so much for doing that. I know. Thank you. Sorry. Thank you for the last 10 or whatever you are for the last 11 years. I've greatly appreciated it. Um, But now I don't have to worry about you judging us anymore. Um, Well, whatever. Uh, I speak usually as a Purdue guy, but he was never that far off. No, no, he was pretty spot on. I I have to admit. Uh, but anyways, I was just thinking about what EA Sports is going to rank as some of the best IU players going into the next season. I gave some guys and some rankings that I thought and wanted to see where you guys fall in line on these. So the, okay. I had the top seven guys. Um, Elijah Surratt, I had as a 91 to 93. Mm-hmm. He's a little lower than that. Uh, I have him at an 89, our highest rated player. Okay, I, I, thought, he's our... I thought 91 was fair on that. And I don't think that he'd be the highest rated player. I would think that um, you don't think Kadic would be. Kadic might be in your top seven. He'll, he'll or Carter there, Smith, yeah. I mean. I, Carter Smith is. I have him as mid 80s, 85, okay. 86. Okay. I have Carter Smith at number two in the 87 to 89 range. Okay, perfect. So 80, I'm just a little under you. We're not that far off. Okay. Yep. Donovan, Donovan McCauley. McCauley. Yep. 87. 86 to 88. 87. See? I have yeah. I not looked at your and I looked at your notes. Uh, Mike Kadick. 85. 85 to 87. 83. They usually because because he's a six-year senior, they usually kind of give him a little extra value. 86 then. I have Rourke next. 84 to 86. 79. He's an 84. He will get a bump because of his experience in a Mac level program. If he was still at Ohio, they'd put him at a 94. It's one of those Mac biases. I promise you. The next guy. No, I, I think I think we got like Rourke at like a seventy nine, Haven Jackson because of his ranking. I think they have him at like a seventy six, mm-hmm. and then you have Cherry at like a seventy four, and then Lowry at like a sixty six. Okay. Um, my next two. So I had six and seven. I have Howland 
at 82 to 84, they always boost running backs. They always make uh, skill position players a little bit higher. Um, so I had him. And then again, a weird position. They always rank a little bit higher. James Evans, I have him at an 81 to 83. Oh, I think he's up there. He's, he's, one, he's, an 80, he's in my top five. 80, okay. 84, 85 for me for on him. But on Howland, I was thinking maybe an 82. Okay. Um, and then here's was, the big group I have at 77 to 80. Okay. Sanguinetti, okay. Wedig, okay. Toomer, okay. Williams, Cooper, and the transfer running backs. Okay. So I think you're forgetting a player. And I need to look him up because I forgot his name as well. But I think you're forgetting somebody that I feel like should probably definitely be in at least the top 10, if not the top seven. And it's the safety transfer from Boston College. Uh, I cannot remember. Sean Ashbury. Sean Ashbury from ODU, who is originally a Boston College guy, if I'm correct. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So this guy, if I remember right, is like a top safety transfer in the country, according to PFF. Like his his stats are insane. I do think he tops mid eighties. I think with transfers, they tend to rank them a little under where they are, and then mm-hmm. if they do like they do with Madden rosters, they'll probably grow a little bit as the season progresses and as the up as the rosters update. That'd be my yeah. guess. Yeah, I it's tough. I mean, I was trying to find something to see if maybe I could find like a Curtis Curtis Rourke NCAA football like you know like I'll Vikes pull up what he was. I'll, I was gonna say I'll pull up his roster from Ohio from last year. And I'll see what uh, Vikes fan had him at. So yeah. I just think it because of how high he was as a prospect and how high he was as a corn or as a transfer that we kept. I have Jameer Johnson as a corner in the lower eighties. yeah, that's a good one. I, I, have I think an, both I have of, him as an 82. What about Kobe Miner? Right? Probably high 70s. Really? I think that his I think he was just a his, low recruit, low transfer. He like as a transfer, he was only he was 631. Do they not look at stats though? Because I feel like his his underlying stats were insane last year. I don't like how much can you look really, at a three really and nine good. football team? I don't know. I yeah, if, but I, I mean, if I'm doing the ratings. Like that's why I have James Evans as high because they're gonna have his power through the roof. Right. Yep. Right. And when his you have accuracy it, might be a little down, but his power should be at 96, 97. We, we've all we've all done that. Like if you even if you're one of the ex- extremes, you're gonna have a high ranking. Mm-hmm. Like it's just like the way that works. Um, the guys that are like 85, 85 normally aren't that great, but the, but the guys that's 96 and 72, he's normally pretty high. Like that's just the way the video game algorithm works or did work i mean again i haven't played a video game in like three years we're gonna have a party though when it comes out right we're all gonna yeah, yeah oh yeah, oh, oh like i'm gonna be gone for three days like it's a guy's trip like i may not leave one of your guys's houses for like days that's fine. sounds good come on over doordash uh um, we got it is that it yeah that's it well then let's wrap it up we're just short of an hour so we're good be sure to check out the pod on twitter instagram at happy hour IUFB and make sure to follow our partner at big banter sports for all the latest updates involving our podcast, as well as the other 17 top notch pods that cover the other teams in the conference. Be sure to download rate review and follow on all of our platforms. And uh, I think we'll talk to you guys next week, unless there's another pile up or something and snow out of nowhere. 
So, uh, yeah, until then, uh, I, I still don't know what we say. I think it's like cheers. Cheers. Cheers, guys. Uh, bye. <laughs>